Heavenly Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit would please be with us today. Lord, we thank you for what you have done so far and what you will continue to do. And Father, as we open your word today, I pray, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts. Father, right now we ask for stillness of mind. I know there are many things that must be done today. But Lord, just grant us the power of focus that we may shut out all the things of this world and have our eyes riveted on you. Especially in this room, Lord, bring about a sense of holiness and a sense of your presence. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I would like for you to open with me to Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13, and I will begin reading from verse 25. The Bible says, And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel, unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh, and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation, and shewed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sent us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great, and moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Verse 30, And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search... It is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw what? Giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. The title of my message today, Grasshopper. Grasshopper. The children of Israel, these 12 spies, go out and 10 of them return with an evil report. They go up to the land, they see all the obstacles, they see the, the giants before them, and they, they, they compare this battle to a, a, a giant versus a grasshopper. 
And I just imagine how often we look at our giants and we look at, at what we have to face and, and the obstacles that we may have to come across if we fully give our lives to Jesus or if we fully decide to follow the Lamb with us wherever He goes. And we may see ourselves as grasshoppers. The devil considers you a grasshopper. Did you know that? <laughs> and he sees no challenge in you in and of yourself. But beloved, while the devil sees you as a grasshopper, God as well sees you as a grasshopper. And, and God, this is beautiful, because God says, uh, son, daughter, not only are you a grasshopper, but you are my grasshopper. <laughs> yeah. Grasshopper. Grasshopper. You know, when you think of a grasshopper, you think of something that is what? That is small. That is little, that uh, is not exalted like a giant. And beloved, let me say this, that in reality, you are one or the other. You are a giant or you are a grasshopper. I mean, let me give you another illustration. Look at the story of David. By the way, before we get to the story of David, do you realize that God desired the children of Israel to see themselves as grasshoppers? God wanted, yes, yes, you are a grasshopper in their sight, but I work through grasshoppers. That was the whole purpose. So they knew that they in and of themselves had no strength to go up against a giant. God tells us he who exalts himself will be what? Humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. And so the children of Israel should have been rejoicing that they were grasshopper status. Now consider David. What is David? David was a grasshopper. <laughs> and he comes up to Goliath with a challenge. And Goliath was a giant. And Goliath looks at this grasshopper and says, Grasshopper, are you coming to challenge me? In warfare, don't you know that I am a skilled martial artist? <laughs> and he begins to go on about what he's going to do to do to this little grasshopper, but he doesn't realize that this grasshopper has a master by the name of Jesus. And that this grasshopper had been being trained in the backwoods of the wilderness. Amen. So that when a lion and a bear had risen up against this little grasshopper, this grasshopper was able to destroy both the lion and the bear. And now Goliath comes on a scene not realizing that he is the real grasshopper. 
and David is the real giant. <laughs> you see, in the eyes of the real world, everybody's weeping for David. But in the eyes of faith, everyone knows what's going to happen to who? Goliath. It's interesting, beloved, that God calls us to be grasshoppers because he wants us to be humble. Amen? He wants us to be little in our own sight. And, beloved, when we become grasshoppers in Christ... When we enter that school of faith and he begins to call us grasshopper. How many of you like to hear Jesus call you grasshopper? Grasshopper. (laughs) Why? Because we have humbled ourselves. We are his student. And whatever he says, we believe. Amen? It's interesting. If you look at the story of Saul, story we have mentioned a few times. When, when, when Samuel comes to Saul after his final rebellion, Samuel gives Saul a speech. You remember Saul did not kill everything that God told him to destroy. And Samuel comes and gives him a speech. And I want you to notice what this, something very interesting about this speech. 1 Samuel 15, verse 17. This is just a few verses before Samuel says, Saul, rebellion is as the sin of what? Witchcraft. Listen to what he says in verse 17. <clears throat> Samuel said, when thou wast little in thine own sight, wast thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? You see, Saul used to be a grasshopper, humble, small in his own eyes. But then he began to become a A giant. So now when Goliath the giant, you remember the story? When Goliath the giant comes and requests for someone to fight, Saul the giant backs down. Because his power was no longer in God. So you've got Saul the giant, but you've got David the grasshopper. And David, the grasshopper, this little boy comes on the scene and does what Saul the giant could not do. When he was little in his own sight. Beloved, we can either be a giant or we can be a grasshopper. To be a giant is to be exalted, is to exalt yourself, is to magnify yourself. That is the principle of Satan. The Bible says of Satan, I will do what? Exalt my throne above the stars of God. Satan's whole goal, his whole mission, his whole purpose was to exalt himself above God's word and above God's rule, above God's law. And you know, there are even many giants in the land today. I want to show you something. Isaiah 24. Isaiah chapter 24. Listen, beloved, in the last days, there are only two groups existing. Giants and what? Grasshoppers. I want you to notice what Isaiah 24 verse uh, verse 1 
through 5 says, Isaiah 24, Behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty and maketh it waste and turneth it upside down and scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof. Verse 3, The land shall be utterly emptied and utterly spoiled, for the Lord has spoken this word. The earth mourneth and fadeth away. The world languisheth and fadeth away. The who? Haughty people of the earth do languish. What does haughty mean? The proud, the exalted, the giants, those who magnify themselves. Listen why. The earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant, therefore has the curse devoured the earth. Now, some of you may know this, some of you may not. Did you realize that this world will be destroyed because of the change of the Sabbath? Did you just read this in here? The earth is destroyed because they have changed the everlasting covenant. The everlasting ordinance. In other words, there are those in this world who have exalted themselves above the what? Law of God. Now, others of you may be sitting here saying, well, pastor, I keep the Sabbath, so that doesn't involve me. But every time we break any one of those laws of God, guess what we make ourselves? Giants. Did you hear that? Giants. Lifting ourselves up above what God says. So when someone steps on my toe, my brand new shoes that I just bought. <laughs> or just polished. <laughs> we find ourselves beginning to become, instead of grasshoppers, giants. Giants. It's interesting, beloved, that even when we go to the book of Daniel, in Daniel chapter 8, we're given the description of the little horn, and the little horn does the very same thing that Satan himself did because the Bible says he magnified himself. What? What does it mean to magnify? It means to exalt and to make bigger than you actually are. So how did this little horn make himself bigger than he actually was? He, in fact, made himself like God, the Bible says in Daniel 7.25, by thinking to change times and laws. So, beloved, as the world comes to a close, you're going to have two groups of people, grasshoppers who are humble and keep themselves in line with the law of God and giants who say, we are above this. We don't need a law to tell us what is holy. So guess what? In the last days, the final conflict will be the new Jerusalem grasshoppers. <laughs> <laughs> Verses. Babylonia's giants. 
Now, now, I just want to know what side do you want? Anybody want to be on Babylon's team? Any, raise it. Nobody? I mean, they're the favorites, you realize. In this world today, they are the favorites. We, they, are, they far outnumber the grasshoppers. But see, the grasshoppers say, you know what? It doesn't matter how big they are. We can go up and take the land. And beloved, indeed, that is what will happen. You see, the Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 14 that uh, these grasshoppers are going to go forth with a last day message. Amen? Amen? You see, let me explain it this way. These grasshoppers, they have come. They were at one time giants in their lives, living how they wanted to live. Uh, uh, disregarding the law of God, disregarding, you know, all these things about that God had, all, had wanted them to do, and now something happened in their lives, and they moved from giant status to what? Grasshopper. And they said, Lord, whatever you tell me to do, that I will do. If I read it in your word, I will do it. I'm not going to argue. That's what a grasshopper is, beloved. One who is humble and will follow the lamb whithersoever he goes. Master, I will follow you. Come with me, grasshopper. Anywhere he goes. And so these grasshoppers have been coming from all over the world. They've been coming to the master. And, and, and beloved, what's going to happen is at the end time, the master would have created a team of grasshoppers that are ready to do battle with that ultimate giant, the devil himself. Because when those four winds are let loose, beloved, the devil is going to try to destroy every single grasshopper student that Christ has. And so these grasshoppers, they have trained under the master and now they are ready to go forth with this message, fear God and give what? Glory to him. Revelation 14, 6 and 7, they are carrying the everlasting gospel. Fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come. And it says to worship him that made heaven, the earth, the sea, and all that in them is. In other words, beloved, these grasshoppers go forth with a message in particular of the law of God. Stop exalting yourself above the law of God. That's the message. Stop justifying your exalting yourself above the law. You know, that's what the world does. Why do I justify breaking the law of God? I don't need to. People will use the Bible to justify breaking the law of God. Holy rebellion. So they go forth with this message. And, and not only do they say, uh, uh, stop justifying yourself above God and above his law. But then they go on to say, Babylon is what? Fallen. And beloved, these grasshoppers who were at one time in Babylon, who were one time confused. You know, when you die, you... You know, God is so loving that he burns you forever. You know, all these teachings, beloved, and I, you know, if there are those of you who are here who believe it, I'm not making fun of you. But I'm telling you, beloved, <sighs> jurors, 
Don't just believe what you have always believed because that's how you were brought up. Be a juror and say, you know what? Forget about the number of people that believe a certain thing. I will study it out for myself and study it in honesty. Do you realize that if you are a grasshopper, you will always come to the truth? You see, beloved, a grasshopper is one who is of a humble heart who says, I don't care where the truth leads me, I'm willing to go. A giant says, man, if they have the truth, I'm going to lose a lot of friends over here and uh, I don't want to do that because then they will see me as little. They will treat me like, and I don't want to be treated like a grasshopper. And so these grasshoppers go forth with this message. Babylon is fallen. Babylon is fallen. And beloved, oh, this is beautiful. Turn with me if you have your Bibles to Revelation chapter 50. I'm sorry, Je- Revelation chapter 50. Jeremiah. <laughs> Jeremiah chapter 50. <laughs> Still a grasshopper, that's right. <laughs> Jeremiah chapter 50. And what we're about to read in Jeremiah chapter 50 is a historical account, but it has a secondary application. And beloved, I want to tell you right off the top, Jeremiah chapter 50 speaks of uh, Cyrus, of the Medes and Persians, coming to conquer Babylon. Okay? And for the sake of time, I've got the verses right here in front of me, but for the sake of time, I want to tell you that Cyrus is a type of who? Of Jesus. Okay, so as we read this in its primary application, God is here speaking, saying he's about to bring Cyrus, the Medes and the Persians to overthrow Babylon. But then there is a secondary and and last day application, and that is the heavenly Cyrus, which is Jesus also has an army who he will use to overthrow last day spiritual Babylon. So now watch this, Jeremiah 50 and verse 1. Jeremiah chapter 50 and verse 1. The word that the Lord spake against Babylon and against the land of of the Chaldeans by Jeremiah the prophet. Declare ye among the nations and publish and set up a standard. Publish and conceal not. Say Babylon is taken, Bel is confounded, Merodach is broken in pieces. Her idols are confounded, her images are broken in pieces. Now notice verse 3. For out of the north there cometh up a nation against her. You want to know who that nation is? (laughs) Come on, say it. Grasshoppers. Now, just just in case you thought I was making that up, the word here for nation, if you have a Strong's Concordance, you take a look at the Hebrew of that word for nations, and it's translated into the word grasshoppers. Ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For out of the north there cometh up her a nation of grasshoppers. Now, beloved, you know, grasshoppers and and locusts, the Bible translates both as the same thing. And you'll remember what happened in Egypt. What was one of the plagues in Egypt? The locusts came upon the land 
and covered it and devoured it. You see, beloved, listen, listen. You see, why does the Bible translate nations as grasshoppers? Because nations are made up of many, what? Many people. And when you look at how the Bible uses the term grasshopper or locust, it will always use it in the context of numbers. Grasshoppers for a great multitude. So many, you can't what? Count them. And beloved, you'll remember in Genesis chapter 12 that God calls Abraham out and he says, Abraham, look up at the stars. Can you count them? He says, no. And then he says, so shall your offspring be. They shall not be numbered. These nations that come out of you in Genesis 12 where he uses the word nations, it's the same word for grasshoppers. Whoo. So, beloved, now when we get down to Revelation chapter 7 and we read about this great multitude that no man can number, it's a great multitude of grasshoppers. Those who have removed themselves from giant status and have come to the feet of Jesus and said, Jesus, if it's in your word, I will do it. No arguing, no debating. If it's in your word, I will do it. They have learned to be trained by the Grand Master Jesus Christ. They have learned what it means to be still, to be silent, to focus and breathe deep. To know without knowing, to fight without fighting, and to counter-crucify. And now they are ready for that final battle, beloved. And let me read to you more from Jeremiah chapter 50. Verse 9, for lo, I will raise and cause to come up against Babylon an assembly of great nations from the north country. Listen to how God talks about you. Are you ready? God calls those things that be not as though they were. <laughs> Listen to how he talks about you. And they shall set themselves in array against her. From thence shall she be taken. Their arrows shall be as a mighty expert... Are you with me? As a mighty what? Expert, as a master. Jesus has trained his grasshoppers to become experts. And beloved, in the last days, when they take these spiritual arrows, and we're going to talk tonight about the weapons of faith. Because every warrior has to have his weapons. What are your weapons? Beloved, let me tell you, the word of God is full of them. We're going to talk about that tonight. But these warriors become so expert that when they, when they take their weapons to shoot against Babylon, the Bible calls them as expert men. None shall return in vain. Notice verse 14 and 15. The Bible tells us, Put yourselves in array against Babylon round about all ye that bend the bow. Shoot at her and spare no arrow, for she has sinned against the Lord. Shout against her round about. Do what? Shout. Anybody ever heard of the loud cry? <laughs> that loud cry spoken of in Revelation chapter 18 verse 3, which tells us that God's people in the last day will, 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 will so amplify the gospel of Jesus Christ and him crucified that it will fill the whole world with its glory. 
But who is it that gives the shout? Grasshoppers. Grasshoppers. Shout against her roundabout. She has given her hand. Her foundations are fallen. Her walls are thrown down. Do you remember that cry? Babylon is what? Is fallen. Jump down with me to verse 29. Call together the archers against Babylon. All ye that bend the bow, camp round, camp against it round about. Let none thereof escape. Recompense her according to her works, according all that she has done, do unto her. Does that sound familiar? That's right there from the book of Revelation chapter 18. Verse 46. Verse 43, the king of Babylon has heard the report of them. His hands waxed feeble. Anguish took hold of him as pangs of a woman in travail. Can you imagine that? The Bible tells us that the devil himself will tremble when God's army of grasshoppers is ready. The giant himself that used to laugh at you will now tremble. Anybody want to be a part of that? Verse 49, look at what he says. Verse 49. The Bible says, actually, chapter 51, chapter 51, and we're going to look at verse 1. Thus saith the Lord, behold, I will raise up against Babylon and against them that dwell in the midst of them that rise up against me a destroying wind. You want to know that destroying wind is? It is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. What is, a, what, is, what is the wind of the Spirit to us will be a destroying wind to Babylon. Just as, and by the way, what does the wind bring? What did the wind bring back there in Exodus with the plagues? It brought the grasshoppers. <laughs> Beloved, when the, when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit falls, that mighty rushing wind is going to send an army of grass. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll get excited for you then. <laughs> A mighty army of grasshoppers, beloved, that will consume this entire planet with a loud cry. With the gospel, Jeremiah 51 verse 7, Babylon has been a golden cup in the, Lord of, in the Lord's hand that made all the earth drunk. The nations have drunk of her wine, therefore the nations are mad. Babylon is suddenly fallen and destroyed. Jump down with me to verse, uh, verse 14. The Lord of hosts has sworn by himself saying, surely I will fill thee with men as with caterpillars. But again, the original Hebrew is the word grasshoppers. Men as grasshoppers. And then, beloved, we close Jeremiah 51 with reading verse 31. It says there, one post shall run to meet another, speaking about of Babylon, and one messenger to another, to shew the king of Babylon that his city is taken at one end. That excites me. The king, Satan, will be sitting there, and his angel will be coming and saying, Amen. You won't believe what's happening over in Russia. 
And while he's being told that, another one's going to come. You will not believe what just happened over at Loma Linda. <laughs> and another will come and say, hey, you, 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 master, I'm, a, I'm, I'm afraid to tell you this, but, but you see, the grasshoppers will be all over the world. I mean, what a final conflict. What a final battle. And beloved, to believe that some of us may be willing to miss out on that because we want to be giants. We want to make our own plans and do our own things and tell God, this is how I'm going to serve you, whether you like it or not. Revelation 14, you don't need to turn there. Revelation 14 ends with this great harvest that takes place. Jesus is able to come and gather the harvest. You want to know why? Because the grasshoppers that he trained has done their work. But beloved, Jesus cannot come until the number of his grasshoppers are made up. He's waiting for you. Some of you in this room are giants today. I'm doing my own thing. God is waiting for you because he knows who you are, who you're supposed to be. And you can ultimately say, God, I reject your vision for me. I don't want to be a grasshopper. I want to be a giant and do my own thing. And God will sadly have to pass you by. But he will do it with tears. Beloved, I'm getting ready to close and I want to share with you. The process from moving, the process of moving from a giant to a grasshopper is the process called conversion. Conversion. In order to become a grasshopper, you must be converted. And you don't convert to become a in, in wanting to become a grasshopper and submitting yourself to the master, you become a grasshopper. You are converted. It's the sign of conversion. And so the question you've got to ask yourself today is, am I a grasshopper or am I a giant? Am I doing my own will? Am I exalting myself above God? Am I exalting myself above his law? Beloved, let me tell you, there are honest people out there who are breaking God's law. Did you hear what I said? There are honest people out there who are ignorantly breaking God's law and God loves them and God will save them. But beloved, when light comes and that honest person chooses to exalt himself above that light, he makes himself a giant. I'm going to ask a question. There may be somebody in this room who realizes today, I'm a giant. And that's a hard confession to make, isn't it? I'm a giant. But Lord, I want to become a grasshopper. If there's anyone in this room today who comes to that realization, would you raise your hand? I'm a giant. I don't want to become a grasshopper. Amen. Amen. And now I'm going to make an even more specific appeal. You know, I don't know who, who my audience is. I know that some of you are Adventists, and I know that some of you are not. But, beloved, 
this is for those of you who are not. And maybe none of you are in here. I don't know. But, but you have heard things this week that have made you go, you know, I have not studied with Adventists or, or, you know, really known what they believe. And I would like to get to know. I want to be a grasshopper and at least see what they're talking about. I just want to study with someone and we can go through the process. And you know what? If this is truth, then I'm willing to follow it. But I want to, I want to be a grasshopper. And beloved, God considers you a grasshopper if you are honest in heart and open in heart. Amen? Amen. So now I'm going to ask if there's any one of you that is not Adventist in here, you're saying, you know what? I want someone to study with. We're going to have cards and we're going to be passing them out. And you can just fill out on that card. But I want to ask you to raise your hand. You want to study with someone to help you understand what Adventists believe. Is there one? Is there two? Is there three? Raise your hand. Don't be bashful, please. Raise your hand. All right, now I'm going to make my next appeal. You have backslidden and have not given yourself, have not made that commitment, that recommitment to follow the lamb. You, you, you used to follow the lamb, but you fell away. You know how you do when you turn 18 and 19 and you go, you know what? I'm not real serious about this. And now you're saying, Lord, I want to become a grasshopper. I want to follow you with a serve you go, and I'm ready to rededicate my life. And whether that be through baptism or through public confession, I want to rededicate my life to you today to begin, Lord, to be trained as a grasshopper. Is there one in here? Would you raise your hand? Come on, we have all grasshoppers in here? Let me do it this way. How many grasshoppers do we have in here? If you're a grasshopper, raise your hand. I mean, I don't mean to say that pride, but, you know, I mean, if you, if you hey, I'm following the Lord, I'm doing the best, raise your hand. But I would, okay, I'm not, I'm not, would you give me one more minute? You know what, when, when appeals like these are made, the devil knows that someone is struggling. He knows that someone is on the verge of making a decision. I know you got class, and I'm not going to hold you long. But, beloved, listen, please. Don't allow the opportunity to pass by. Whether you're backslidden or whether you have never given your life before to Christ, now I'm going to ask you to stand if that's you. You know, raising your hand was making it easy for you. Now I'm going to make it real difficult. You're making it difficult for me. I'm going to make it difficult for you. Just plain. Beloved, if you are ready to make that decision, that, that, that conversion decision, I'm going to ask you, uh, uh, my brother, my sister, if you are in this audience, would you stand? Would you stand and come? All right. You know what, beloved, is my sincere and strongest desire that I will see each and every one of you on the battlefield as a grasshopper. Amen? Amen. That every one of us will keep every one of us in this room in prayer. 
And you know what? For those of you who heard the voice of God calling, maybe heard the voice of God calling and didn't stand, please, grasshoppers, you know what you need to do, right? Pray for them. Pray for them. Because this is real. The battle will come. And, beloved, if you are found as a giant, it'll be a sad day. But if you're found as a grasshopper, praise the Lord. Amen? Amen. Would you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, because you have asked us, have invited us to become your servant. Father, I pray that you would cause us to be grasshoppers, even in our own eyes. May we not be found guilty of exalting ourselves above you, above your law, above your principles. Humble us, Lord, that we may be exalted by you and not by self. And Father, we look forward to that grand day when when you will come again to receive your people unto yourself. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Amen.